gorgeous Aviola here, founder of womanifesting.com and the Spiritpreneur Visibility Lab for smart coaches, healers, and creative entrepreneurs. So today I'm going to be sharing with you the seven reasons why we sabotage ourselves. And there's going to be a lot of overlap actually in these seven reasons. And I have to give myself a pat on the back because <laughs> it is actually the first warm day coming from winter into spring where I live. And so I went outside and got caught in this huge windstorm um, of gunk and <laughs> I live in a big, messy city, and so yeah, got caught. I got a whole lot of uh, New York City gunk in my hair. And I'm sharing that with you because previously that would have been a great reason for me to sabotage, even though I knew that on my agenda was making this video for you today. So I usually would have said, oh, well, I've got to wash my hair. I can't go on and make a video with ashy hair. I can't go on and make a video with my hair looking a hot mess talking about I'm the founder of the Visibility Lab. Who wants to be visible with gunk in their hair? But no, no, I am here. I am here because oh, just because we sabotaged ourselves up to a point doesn't mean we need to keep sabotaging ourselves, right? Right, so let's get into it. The seven reasons why we sabotage ourselves. So I've been seeing... It's, it's very, very interesting. I've been working with my Spiritpreneur tribe for years, have um, amazing programs uh, for Spiritpreneur coaches, healers, and creative entrepreneurs, as I said. And the newest program is the Spiritpreneur Visibility Book Lab, which is all about your book, your brand, and your business, a very specific process to quickly be able to write a book and get it out into the world in a very strategic way that it turns your mission and your message and your mojo into a movement and builds a brand around it. Now, <laughs> what is really interesting is that this program more than any other before, more than my money mindset program or anything, seems to be bringing out more of the self-sabotage issues that we tend to have as a tribe of people who are wanting to put our light into the world. And so I wanna share about it because I think that's a really important part of the process. And I think that um, the reason why it is coming out so brightly is that writing a book is a really terrifying thing, especially when you're in a program and the book, the program is called Visibility Book Lab. You know that it's not a book that nobody's gonna see, right? Uh, some of us have written books that, you know, nobody saw. That's not what this is about. And so that is gonna bring all of your issues to the surface. So let's get into it, let's get a marker. So the seven reasons why we sabotage ourselves. All right, so seven reasons why. All right, so reason number one is that the devil you know factor, right? You've heard people say, well, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. And I say no devil, let's go with no devil, how about that? <laughs> and the devil you know factor is that things that are familiar with us are obviously gonna be less scary to us. Now, this makes perfect sense and it's a logical thing, but it hurts us. It hurts us because obviously anytime that you're gonna grow, you're taking a risk. 
Anytime you're doing something you've never done before, you're taking a risk, you're taking a chance. So if you are in the Visibility Book Lab, you've never written a book before, or if you have written a book before and you wrote a book that you know five people and, and your mom saw, and now we're talking about, we're gonna turn your mission into a movement. We're gonna build micro celebrity status for you around your book. That is terrifying. So it's not only scary, but there's another factor at play. We all have a paradigm, which is the way that we see the world and the way that we see ourselves in it. And so if you have an idea of who you are, if your definition of yourself is maybe um, slacker, loser, that's actually not true of any of the goddesses who are in the program currently, but if that was the definition of yourself and these things happen not on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, you know, it may show up as, I never do things right, or things never work out for me. If that's your underlying belief and something feels like it's working out, you don't know, You've never, that's unfamiliar, so that's scary. Or even more uh, in alignment is if it is out of alignment with your identity. If your identity is, I'm from a family who, we're the kind of people who, people like me do this and don't do that and that is rooted in who you believe you are, what? We will fight to the death to be in alignment with our identities. This is actually what my next book is about. I'm actually writing a book in the program alongside with everyone who is in there now. And so, yes, so the devil you know factor, which is, I'm gonna put over here also about your paradigm, okay? All right, number two, I remember when I was a teen, I was in dance classes. I did a lot of dance related uh, kinds of things um, up to a point. <laughs> I say up to a point because my sister, she was a dancer. She was an amazing dancer. Um, I was I, <laughs> and I didn't take it as far as she did or didn't get as trained as well as she did. But I was in a dance contest um, with, a friend of mine, we were in a group, uh, a dance group for this particular contest. I think it was, I'm trying to remember, maybe three of us who were dancing and another person was dancing in the competition. And we knew this other person as a, a person who, she's just a superstar dancer. She was just known in the neighborhood as a, an incredible dancer. And this had, you know, currency where I lived and when I grew up, you know, the fact she was a really good dancer was a part of her identity, a part of the way that we saw her in the world. And the fact that when she entered the competition, you know, my friend, who was in the competition, in the dance competition with me. Now we practiced these routines. We were in my living room, you know, my parents' living room practicing and stuff. We were about maybe 16 years old, 15, 16, 17, something like that, maybe about 16. And we got to the competition and being that this other person was in the competition and was going to, you know, we knew that she was going to rock it. For me, I tried harder, you know, because that's my paradigm. My And my paradigm is, you know, we work hard from an immigrant family, you know, bust your behind, you rest when you're dead, hustle, 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 all of that, which is not necessarily healthy at all. My friend, however, was like, okay, well, there's nowhere we can beat this girl, so I'm not gonna try that hard. So what she did was basically like, just kind of mark her way through the movements, and she didn't really even dance. She didn't put, 
I wouldn't even say her heart and soul into it. She put nothing into it. Just kind of walked through the movements. And I was so disappointed because I knew we had worked so hard on this for so long. And I said, why did you do that? And she said, you know, well, we all know such and such is going to win. And what's interesting is that when the person we all assumed was going to win got up there and did her thing, she didn't do as well as we thought she was going to do. Uh, she was a great dancer, but maybe she didn't prepare for this because it wasn't a big deal to her or whatever the reason. She didn't do that great a deal. She didn't do, do that great a dance. Nobody thought it was what we thought that it would be worthy of her, what we thought she was. And so my friend then was like, oh man, like I could have really tried and we could have really won this. I share that because a lot of us do that in our lives. You know, we sabotage ourselves out of something because we feel like, mm, well, I probably wouldn't get it anyway. So I'm going to procrastinate on it. Eh, I'm going to, you know, tell myself a different story as to why I don't show up fully. Are you not showing up fully? Are you not playing full out? Are you kind of half-assing it? I've been there. <laughs> but I know how to half-ass it with the best of them. Because a lot of times we can half-ass things and still move forward. We can half-ass things and make them look good to other people. But inside we feel like, oh, I'm dying a slow death because we know that we're not giving it our best. We're not giving it our all. And that's all we can really do is give it our best, not somebody else's best, but the best for us. And so the number two reason is to have a sense of control over things, you know, because we're terrified, we're afraid. Um, like I said, there's gonna be a lot of overlap between these reasons um, for reasons that I won't go into in this video, but it's, there, there's gonna be a lot of overlap. So to just be able to control things, right? And to not let ourselves down, to have also um, a slight bit of hope. I'll put hope here. No, it's a, yeah, it should be a different one. But yeah, to have a sense of like, okay, can you imagine if I really tried, right? Because I know I'm half-assing it. I know I'm not, I'm not really giving it my all, you know, maybe in your, uh, your business or your job or whatever. I'm not really giving it my all you know so there's still the idea of hope or you're still able to lie to yourself rather than really trying and being let down and having to deal with that you know so that reminds me of another story from my childhood a friend of mine she would say all the time that she wouldn't want to try it she wouldn't want to get her hopes up get her hopes too high because she didn't want to be let down so that is should I make that the same one or a different one I'm gonna make that put that over here hopes too high And that happens to us as adults too. I've seen people, you know, in relationships and sometimes that person that people may or may not have been me, <laughs> that will sabotage themselves in the relationship because you feel like it's maybe not gonna work out anyway or gonna, you know, break this before it breaks me. Ooh, that is powerful, right? I'm gonna break this before it breaks me um, because we don't know if we could recover and you can from it not working out, from the heartbreak of it not working out. So not wanting to get our hopes too high. Um, reason number four is our sense of worthiness. Do you think that you are not worthy and deserving of the things that you are wanting? Your worthiness, what is your what does your self-worth tell you about the things that you want? If you feel that you are not worthy and deserving of the rates that you set, you're not going to promote your work. You're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to um, to show up fully and completely. 
If you think that you are not worthy of people signing up for your products, your programs, and your services, you're going to sabotage it. You're not going to, again, you're going to play at half um, half the energy instead of playing full out. So that is a big one, a big one, a big one. Number five, imposter syndrome. You know, you don't think that you're good enough. Again, like I said, lots of overlap, but you feel like, eh, I'm not that good secretly and people will find me out as an imposter. So better for me to coast you know, and not really shine because, you know, and I see this all the time because the visibility lab is about being highly visible. So it's going to trigger all of your stuff. And you don't want to be highly triggered, highly visible. If you're an imposter, think about it. If you are running some kind of scam, if you move to, you know, a town and you're running a scam, you want to keep a low profile, right? <laughs> I've been watching a spy show on Bravo. <laughs> and so, yeah, you want to keep a low profile if you are an imposter. And so you don't want, what you, what you don't want is visibility. What you don't want is to shine. What you don't want is to put yourself fully and completely out there because you'll be outed as a fraud. But you are not a fraud, my love. You are somebody who has big dreams and those dreams you deserve to shine. And we don't want to be cheated out of getting to benefit from your big dreams. All right, so let's see. All right, so I've got, let's say we sabotage ourselves, control. Um, we don't want to get our hopes too high. The devil you know factor, which is the familiarity. Um, we feel like we're not worthy. We're used to it, which is the same as um, the first one. Um, you know what is another one, actually. I'm going to make this a separate one. We don't want to, we can always blame the sabotage. So if you, you know, if like me, you are someone who knows that, knows that there are certain things that you're good at and certain things that you're not so good at. And if you are just kind of going along to get along and not fully putting your all into something, you know, this can show up as the lie of perfectionism. I'm not gonna put this out there because it's not perfect yet. But then, you know, I can say, well, things aren't going the way I want because I haven't put this out there. And it becomes then a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you have a course or a book or um, a business or something that you want to launch and you keep saying, you know, well, it's not perfect yet. And then it's like, wait, but why am I not where I want to be? Well, it's not me. It's the procrastination or it's the perfectionism or it's the you know it's the sabotage I can blame the sabotage I don't have to blame myself I'm a perfectionist I don't want to put it out there right you have a built-in blamer <laughs> so that actually because I combined a couple came out to six reasons not seven um, but yeah these are six reasons why folks are sabotaging themselves so if you have a book in you that you wanna turn into a brand and a business and write an empowerment book, not just any book, but a life-changing empowerment book in any spiritpreneur niche. Spiritpreneur is just a spiritual entrepreneur. Your, spiritual, your spiritpreneur niche, your space, your spiritpreneur space that you show up in can be range from love, sex, dating, and relationships to money and business to love, sex, and dating, to fitness, empowerment, wellness, and spirituality. So if you've got that book in you, you can get started with a free masterclass at richgoddess.club. 
richgoddess.club for the free visibility masterclass. I don't know if you can read my handwriting, <laughs> but richgoddess.club. Go there, take the free masterclass now because I would love for you to join the group that is already there. It's a great group. I got space on my shelf for your book, you know, that you're going to have finished in 90 days. You're only 90 days away. It's a 90 day program. You're only one chapter away from everything. So head over to richgoddess.club and write your book with me. <laughs> Let's stop the self-sabotage now, goddess. We got this. Be seen, be heard, be a movement. Namaste, goddess. <laughs> Namaste. Gotta go wash my hair. <laughs>